Family Travel Radio has partnered with our good friends at Airtrex to help you and your family see more of the world for less money and, just as importantly, less stress. To learn about how Airtrex makes complex, multi-stop trips easy and attainable for families, visit familytravel.org slash radio slash Airtrex. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to Family Travel Radio. It's Aaron Schlein here, and this is episode four in a very special five-episode series called From Dream to Reality, round-the-world trips for families. I really hope you've been enjoying this special series so far. I've had a whole lot of fun producing it for you, talking to these amazing folks about these around-the-world adventures. And of course, we couldn't do it without our friends over at Airtrex. Here in this episode, this is where the rubber meets the road. We're really going to have some fun today because today we're talking about booking that around-the-world family trip. We've dreamed, we've planned, we've budgeted, And now we're going to book that trip. And today we're going to talk with Nicola Cook, a real life mother, wife, she and her husband and their two very small children did an around the world trip. And you're going to hear all about that coming up in just a minute. But first, Sarah Habib, general manager of Airtrex, is back with us once again to share some of her best tips and tactics for booking that around the world trip for your family. Sarah, welcome back for the fourth time. Thank you. This is obviously the part of the experience that I like the most, which is the nailing it all down. And Airtrex is definitely here to help you with that. One of the things that we love about what we do is that every trip we sell is completely customized to what you and your family want to do. When you're booking an around the world trip with our company, you're talking to a person who has actually done a trip like this. So yesterday, um, you guys heard from Dan about his trip with his family. You could actually talk with Dan while you're planning your trip and get specific advice based on your specific needs as far as flight times go, as far as destination order. So, you know, one of the things that can feel really daunting about this is figuring out exactly how you're going to get everywhere. And that's something that Airtrex can take the pressure off for you. Well, we certainly love that. And getting advice from someone who's been there before. You had Air- Talk a little bit about your, your team over there at Airtrex. We haven't gotten into that too much, although we have heard from Dan. Today, we're going to hear from Nicola, another planner on the Airtrex team. Just talk to me a little bit about just the general wealth of experience you guys have over there. Yeah. So we, all of our travel planners have actually done a trip around the world and many of them have done a trip around the world with their children. So I don't know, collectively we have over a hundred years of experience. I mean, each person has been doing this for a long time. Our, I think our longest standing colleague has been doing it for 20 years. We have seen the airline industry change. We know kind of the ins and outs of all of that. And we are all passionate about traveling and we're passionate about helping you and your family take the trip of your lives. We want to make it your trip. We don't want to tell you what we think you should do. We want to listen to what you want to do and help you make it happen. So we've we've talked about this this extensive process that begins with a dream. And of course, we've been talking about air treks throughout this process. So what's your recommendation as far as when to start engaging with that live human being at air treks to start turning that dream into reality? 
I always hate to give this answer, but the answer is it depends. It depends on. (laughs) So let's say you want to do something um, like a Galapagos cruise or a safari, or you want to go see an eclipse somewhere around the world. Like some of some things that people want to do when they're doing these big trips take a lot of planning and, and advanced booking. So you might make a reservation for that particular thing you want to do before you can even start thinking about airfare because the flights are only released a year in advance. So I would say our door is open, like come and talk to us at any point in the process. If you're thinking about taking a trip in five years and you want to talk with somebody now, reach out to Airtrex. As far as the sweet spot for when to book your flights, I would say build it, build your flights around these, these big blocks. Like if you do want to do something that requires being locked in like a safari or like a Galapagos cruise, book that first because availability for those can be more limited and then kind of work your flights around it. The sweet spot for flight bookings, I think is three to six months in advance of travel, unless you're going at a time of year when a lot of people are traveling. So like December 15th to January 15th, you would probably want to book like six to nine months in advance. And a lot of people want to avoid traveling at that time of year, but especially with kids and school schedules and stuff, sometimes those are the times when we have to travel. I would say our door is always open. You can always contact us. And as far as pulling the trigger, three to six months is a good rule of thumb for when you should book your tickets. Give me, if you can, give me... Give me some contrast between the Airtrex experience in terms of booking air travel versus doing it the brute force method and just booking through the individual airlines. Well, I think it depends on how complicated your trip is and how much help you need. So if you are doing um, a trip that maybe is a little bit more straightforward, I think that, and you know exactly what you want, let's say you're a frequent traveler, you buy, you travel two to three times a year for work internationally and you book your own tickets there, you can probably navigate an airline website. But if you're doing a trip that's like five stops and you want to optimize for mileage accrual and you want to make sure that your um, child who has a severe peanut allergy is taken care of in all of your reservations, those are the kind of things that we can help you do. I think that booking with Airtrex will always save you time. It will usually save you money. And you're going to have a better experience overall because there's a lot of little details that go into booking and planning a big trip like this that nobody who isn't working on this kind of thing day in and day out would have access to all of that information. So it's, we're just a good resource to help you as your plans come together. Well, I appreciate you sharing your perspective on that. And Sarah, we're in the home stretch here. Tomorrow, we're going to bring it all home. We've dreamed, we've planned, we've budgeted, we've booked. Tomorrow, we're going to go. We'll see you then, Sarah, and have a good one. Cool, thanks. Once again, I'd like to thank our friends over at Airtrex for making this special podcast series possible. Airtrex specializes in multi-stop international travel, especially trips with complex routes. You can learn more about Airtrex and start planning that trip for your family over at familytravel.org slash radio slash Airtrex. That's familytravel.org slash radio slash A-I-R. T-R-E-K-S, familytravel.org slash radio slash Airtrex. Nicola Cook is joining us now on Family Travel Radio. In 2016, Nicola and her husband both quit their jobs to take their children ages one and a half and four around the world for eight 
months. Then some 25 flights later, after returning with a full passport and a full heart and the same number of teeth and limbs as when they left, Nicola decided to start helping other people bring their dreams of complicated travel to life with their children. Nicola now works as a travel planner at Airtrex, specializing in complex and round the world trips for families and solo travelers. Nicola, welcome. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Aaron. It's my pleasure to be your host. Now, Nicola and I can see each other on video and she just showed me a, an incredible view out her window. Nicola, where are you joining us from in the world and what exactly are you staring out at right at this moment? Okay, I'm looking out at a beautiful blue Mediterranean sea. So we've just moved down to the south of Spain, uh, to Malaga in Andalusia. It's a, a beautiful lifestyle and a fascinating part of the world. We feel so lucky and privileged to be here. And having the beach a few months to walk away, well, that's just a touch as well. <laughs> that, that is certainly a nice bonus. Now, Nicola, let's talk about, let's talk about you. Uh, you. In your about page over at airtrex.com, the very first line is a quote, and it's presumably it's an actual quote that you heard when you announced that you were taking your kids around the world. That quote is, wow, you guys must be crazy, end quote. So Nicola, let's get something out of the way. For the record, are you in fact a crazy person? <laughs> I guess it depends which aspect you're looking at. Um, <laughs> craziness, I guess, can manifest in many ways. And I guess the idea of taking a trip like this with children so young can seem crazy. But with the right thought and planning and with all of your resources focused, you know, it, doesn't, it can be crazy, but it doesn't have to be risky. And I think that's a really good differentiation to look to, to make. You can plan, consider, look at all the different aspects and look to make even the biggest dream into a reality. Yep, crazy, but also completely achievable. Focus your resources. I love that. I'm, I'm really, really big on that, that planning piece and being really clear about what it is you want to accomplish in this world. So focusing your resources. I love that. So we're going to get into your travel tales with your around the world trip with your family, but let's back up just a little bit first because you did a lot of solo travel before you had a family. Tell me a bit about that. We did. I mean, I've always been very fortunate in that, you know, some people spend their money on clothes. Some people spend their money on shoes or going out for meals. For me, it's always been travel. You know, we've looked to travel abroad. I'm based, I'm from the UK, as you can probably guess from my accent. And we're not renowned for having the greatest of weather. And for me, that just sounds like a really good excuse to go and explore far flung parts of the world away from the rain and away from the gray. So we've been really fortunate. We've visited uh, every continent except Antarctica at this stage. Um, we've had some incredible experiences, you know, from before having kids, notably, <laughs> from uh, enjoying the nightlife of Tokyo through to kayaking in the Pugilay Sound. You know, it's just the ability to, to go out there and explore is just something that's always resonated in my heart. And it's just something I've really looked to, to focus time and energy on. I consider it such a privilege and such a joy. And what I hadn't realized, I guess, is, you know, you have all these wonderful experiences when you're an adult traveling. Okay. You meet people and you have these conversations, but it kind of comes through one lens. It comes through the, the lens of being an adult. So you'll meet people and interact with them as an individual. And what I, I guess what I hadn't realized that was then traveling with children brings a whole nother level to it because you're inter yes, you're interacting with the adults, but you're also seeing the world, not just through your children's eyes, but through their children's eyes. So while we've been fortunate enough to do a huge amount of traveling pre-kids to have the opportunity now 
to travel with kids. It's 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 literally it's it's opened up <laughs> a whole new world. Excuse the pun, I guess. <laughs> uh, puns are absolutely welcome. In fact, encouraged on this show. But tell <laughs> tell me about an experience if if you have one of a place you may have visited either as a solo traveler or with your just your husband, and then you went back to that place later on with your kids, and like you said, seeing it through their eyes. Do you have one moment that you go to? Oh, absolutely. So for me, it's it's always, we, we do a lot on the water and a lot of kind of wildlife adventures and really looking to connect with the natural world. And it was looking to take in South Africa. Okay. So I, I mean, South Africa, it was incredible. You know, doing that as an adult was great fun. You can go to the mountains, you go to the wineries, you go horseback riding. Um, and we did a lot of whale watching down. So we drove along the garden route and down to Hamas and so on. And taking the kids back there was just incredible. You know, you can sit in a restaurant with binoculars, you're watching, watching the whales just off the coast, and it's gorgeous. And one of the most fun things is there's a lot of penguins, right? And if, <laughs> kids, kids, kids love penguins. I mean, I love penguins, everyone loves penguins, but kids really love penguins. So every, as you're driving along, everywhere you'll go, you'll see signs for penguins. So we just kind of kept shooting off down these dirt tracks, and sure enough, at the end, there was another penguin beach. And we have... Um, a really lovely picture um, of my three-year-old, as he was at the time, like mano a mano with this little <laughs> southern penguin. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. I'm not sure who looks more confused, <laughs> him or the penguin. It's a 50-50 call. But yeah, that was really enjoyable. It's a country of um, incredible experiences and incredible nature. And to get to share that and see it through their, you know, their joyous eyes was, yeah, was something else. It was something else. I'd really recommend it. It's an incredible place. I'll put it on the list. I might have to one up you if I can get an opportunity with that photo. I'll put my son in a tuxedo, <laughs> mano a mano with the penguin. Excellent. I'm sure they both look appropriately confused at the time. <laughs> Another quote here from your about page, and this is one that resonates with me a lot, and I want, I'd like to get your take on it. The quote is, says, if they're old enough to learn, they're old enough to travel. Tell me about that. Well, this came, it was a question we all got asked a lot was, was why are you doing this? You know, why are you doing this now? They're really young. I mean, my daughter was one and a half. My son was, was four, just four when we set off. And that's really small, you know? And we knew that the four-year-old, he'd be laying down the thoughts and laying down the memories as we went. But for the one and a half-year-old, people are saying, you know, what's, what's she going to get out of this? You're doing all this travel, putting them under all this pressure. Children thrive on routine, et cetera, et cetera. And what we realized really quickly was, she was she she remembers so much i mean so much i mean maybe the first bit's a little bit blurry but from when she's about two we can talk about the experiences we have and it's something we do a lot as a family is we we revisit our shared experiences we revisit you know where we've been and what we've done and hey do you remember this so for example we were in india and we stayed towards the end of the trip we had six weeks in india and we were originally going to stay, had this big kind of grand plan we're going to go to kerala we're going to go overland up through the middle to rajasthan and after the first week, we just took a family vote. So we went to go and went to a beach for five weeks. <laughs> 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 in the end of eight months, everyone was, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, ready for a little bit of downtime and just to be based in one place and really explore an area and just kind of get into the cultural side of things. Um, and it was incredible. It, I mean, it has the benefit of being one of the cheapest places in the world. I think a Gonda Beach is like $45 a night living costs in total. Wow. But it was just, we spent all this time in, in one place with this community and people who would go there year after year and got to know the staff and this incredible bit of beach huts. But there was a horse 
this horse would live on the beach. This white horse would just come wandering up and you'd be sitting there on, your, on the balcony of the hut watching this horse go by. Um, and he would come and have carrots and apples and leftovers from the kitchen every morning. So my daughter would go running out and she'd go and get the, the scrap food from the kitchen and she'd go running down to the front and she would feed this horse called Beach Horse. And you can still talk to her today about this. She's like, yeah, my friend, you know, my friend, I remember <laughs> Beach Horse. Um, and it's, yeah, so there's, you know, all of these things in terms of making connections, both with people and animals in this case. Um, but, you know, all of these little building blocks, you can see how it starts to feed into their their memories and their experience and their view of the world. And it, it's manifested in really interesting ways. Like they are, they are both really open, both the children, and they're confident, you know, they're, they're really interested in people and things and nothing throws them. It's just extraordinary. And I love watching that, you know, I can watch my son go up and know that he's going to be happy and confident and just not phased by any situation. And I think that that's such, you know, that's such a gift and it's such a joy. And he'll come up with all the, the odd things just when you're least expecting it. You know, we'll, we, we do a lot of work and we talk about the world. And he remembers so much. He's learned so much. You know, if you want to know about geothermals in New Zealand and how bad they smell, how stinky they are and how bubbly they are <laughs> and how incredible and all the, you know, the geology that underpins that, you know, he's six and he's got all of that in his head because he's been there and he's seen it firsthand. And that difference, I guess, between sitting in a classroom and learning something from a book to actually physically being there and having that experience. It just, it all builds, it all builds. And yeah, I think they've taken so much out of this and we've taken so much out of this. It's exciting to see. It's exciting to see how they grow and how they become part of the world with this, this basis. I'm hoping to do it again in another few years. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> no, we won't. Just, just tell him not to listen to uh, family travel radio. Nicola, I know that you wouldn't suggest that booking or taking a trip like this is easy. In fact, it can certainly be quite hard. So let's talk about how to not screw it up. And, and you're here to help. Tell us about how you provide that support as an Airtrex planner. It starts with empathy. All of the planners at Airtrex, everybody has been around the world. Everyone who's got kids has traveled extensively with them. I mean, I remember when we started planning our personal trip, the hopes and the fears and just how that feels, you know, I remember being so overwhelmed, <laughs> so overwhelmed and I'm finding it really, really stressful. There's so many decisions to make and so many things that you can't be sure of. Am I booking this at the right time? Um, is this the right cost? Is this a good fare? Is this airline okay? You know, what happens if something goes wrong? What if the airline falls? What if I miss a connection? I mean, oh goodness, there's 14 hours in Bangalore that I'm never getting back <laughs> because, <laughs> because I read the time wrong. I'm on the flights. This was doing it myself, I'd like to point out, not, not since I've been at Airtrex. And I just, I just remember how much time and how much stress and how much uncertainty was wrapped up in this process. How we can help, I guess, is to, to start to take those pain points away. You know, working with... You can be the most organized person in the world. And once you got to that point, you know, I'm, I'm clear on where I want to go. I've looked at the, you know, my weather in different places. I've thought about my route. I've got my budget nailed. As you said, you know, what's next? I'm going to start to think about my flights. So how I guess so to loop around a bit to how we work at, at Airtrex. We work, with, we work with families from really pretty early stage. So I have people come to talk to us who set up an appointment to speak or submit their trip through Trip Planner who are really at that earliest stage. You know, they're kind of put a bunch of dots on a map, thought, hey, you know, this sounds great. Let's think about doing this. You know, they're really at that earliest dreamer stage. And that's great. You know, it's even at that earliest point, 
to start to have these conversations, to start to unpack what do you need to think about? What decisions do you need to make before we can start to look at airfare? What matters to you and your family about your experience? You know, everybody has different tolerances for things. For some people, it's, you know, we just want the cheapest. Some people, we just we want really good connections. We want trusted airlines. So by empathizing and understanding um, what really matters to the families that we're working with, it really helps to put together solutions which can start to take away those fears so they can be confident that, yes, I've made the right choice. Yes, I know I've got a good cost. Yes, I know that my connections are protected. And that carries right the way through, I guess, to, to when you're on the road. You know, what if something goes wrong? When we, when we were traveling, we had two, the kids got chickenpox sequentially, right? So one got them. Luckily, I mean, we were in Australia and New Zealand, and there are definitely worse places to get chickenpox. You know, they're easy part of the world. They're English speaking. You have access to good medical care. It's, you know, <laughs> of all the places, it was the most mm-hmm. straightforward place to get chickenpox. But I guess what we didn't realize at the time is that your most, caveat, most travel insurers will just pay for one adult and one child to stay. So, you know, we had two kids, two adults. So we had to split our, split our family in half. So my husband and one kid flew on and I stayed with my, it was my daughter who got it first in New Zealand. And then my son got it when we were in Australia, so we swapped around and I went forward and went on to Borneo and he followed later. And just the logistics of having to unwind all of that. So unwind and split the bookings, sort out the flights, put my husband on one, son on the other, deal with the airlines, you know, looking at getting everyone else re-coordinated. We had other family members actually coming to join us in Malaysia and we managed to get five groups of people flying in from different directions landed within about four hours which is why I love this job. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, so yeah, so it's kind of, it's, it's knowing that, yes, I, I can be confident and I can be sure that I have, you know, something, a, a selection of flights, a whole itinerary put together that meets my needs and recognizes my requirements. But also, you know, if something happens that's challenging on the road, someone's there, someone's got my back. They can help you know, the airline goes bust, a kid gets chicken pox, whatever. It's, it's that idea of you don't just work with somebody at the start. You have somebody there with you at every step of the journey, from whether you're at Dreampoint, booking, or right the way through to you come back. So, so I'm sort of wandering off topic slightly here, but it's that we're in a position to help take that stress away, to help take that pain away, and to help bring your, your trip to life. And it's, it's that end-to-end planning. It's that every scenario that I think makes a huge difference when um, when you're working with someone like Airtrex versus versus going it alone. And I think that you know, with the experience that I have now, it's making better decisions. When we we did our around the world, I, I self planned, and we did what most people do: you go into Google, you plug in leg by leg, you start tracking prices and so on. And I, I guess I just hadn't realized. I felt really under. <laughs> looking back now, I feel really under under informed. You don't realize how much value there is in looking at the big picture. And I guess that's one of the things we add real value in is the ability to look at how we can combine things to get you on better flights, more direct, you know, better value. And you don't make silly mistakes. I mean, one, of the, <laughs> one of the daftest things I did was we were flying with a, as will be unnamed Asian budget carrier. I were at the check-in 
and the woman's like, hey, we've got business class available today <laughs> or, or premium class, whatever you call it, only $300. And this was me just traveling with my daughter post chicken box. So I'm like, hey, that sounds great. Yeah, that'll be business class. It's going to be amazing. And we got on this carrier and it was, I mean, it was the size of a standard seat. It happened to go mostly flat. It didn't have in-flight entertainment. You're given a tablet. So I'm there with like with a two-year-old leg on top of me, trying to hold a tablet, trying to hold a, you know, a bottle for her and some hot drinks on one side. And she's thinking, my God, what an idiot am I for throwing $300 <laughs> at this experience? How we work with the families, we have all that information. We can talk objectively about different airline experiences. You know, what's going to be a good fit for you? What's going to really deliver value into your trip? taking the uncertainty away, synthesizing all this knowledge down into one place away and just looking to make things, things stress-free so you can enjoy it rather than worry and not have to keep track of 17 different flight itineraries with 17 different companies, managing the timing changes, keeping on top of things, you know, what if my connections missed, all of that stuff. It just, we just look to make it disappear. And perhaps most importantly, knowing which airlines have crappy business class experience. Oh yeah. Not doing that one again. <laughs> I hear you hear that word business class and you're, you're, you just get that image in your head of, like you said, the lay flat seat and the yeah. entertainment and the warm towels and the hot food. <laughs> not all business class is created equally. No. I'm like, where's my foot massage? It's not what happening. <laughs> Real quick. Let's revisit yeah. the chicken pox story just for a second. Yes. Cause I'm curious, had you used air tracks, had you had that team having your back as you described it during that process, how would that have looked different than the way it actually went down for you and your husband? Oh my goodness. It would have been an absolute world away. I mean, if you've had, if you, your kids have had chicken box, you know how distressing it can be. So it's a really, it's a really high stress situation. So we had to figure out how to kind of break everything down, dealing with the airlines, dealing with the insurers. And I guess rather than spending two and a half days trying to figure out how not to have to lose all of our flights <laughs> onto our next destination um, and how to then bring the family back together, we would have just been able to pick up the phone and to speak to an expert who could manage that process. I mean, we nearly lost all four of our flights. We ended up driving to Auckland Airport to put two of us on a plane and we got there with, I don't know, 40 minutes to spare before they closed the gate, it was absolute chaos. We would realize just that morning that if we didn't turn up to take those flights, we would get nothing, absolutely nothing back. We just heard from the insurers that they're not going to pay it. You've got to split. And yeah, we would have been probably not far off $1,000 out of pocket. That I guess that's the difference because things are going to go wrong, right? Things are always going to go wrong. It's how, what are the resources you have available to help make that situation better? And there's many times, you know, during this trip, I felt that stress, but that was probably the time that I felt it most acutely. It would have been a completely different scenario to pick up the phone, to make one phone call, to describe the situation and to have the advice and somebody there there and then to help make this right. That was a real pivotal point for us. And in thinking about, you know, if something happens to one of our families while they're traveling via air treks, that's a huge difference. Just having that backstop, having somebody walk with you on that journey. Well, and that's, and that's just a great story. I don't love that that happened to you, but I love <laughs> that you have that story because it just really paints the picture, really highlights what we're talking about here about the importance of having 
support on a trip like that to eliminate those pain points and then also to, to eliminate those potential fears because getting sick on the road, that's a, that's a big fear for anyone, having your kids get sick on the road and being able to alleviate at least a, a chunk of that pain point in advance is, is huge in getting people out the door. And that's what we try to do here with this podcast, eliminate fears, give people the resources to take the trips that they want to take with their family. And we certainly appreciate what you do. Nicola, final question before we wrap up here. When are you getting to Antarctica? You got to get that seventh <laughs> continent off the list. That's very true. Now, funny enough, because I was looking for at a trip for somebody just yesterday involving Antarctica. Uh, there's a couple of different ways to get there, but it's very, very time restricted. And it's quite frankly, slightly eye-wateringly expensive. So, hey, you know, maybe in the next few years, it's not scheduled for the next few months, put it this way. I think we'll be too busy down the beach till then. I got a great business class ticket for you, Nicola. <laughs> Where's my foot massage? That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap this up here. Really appreciate you taking the time, Nicola. And we want you to take this away, my friends out there listening, that planning a trip like this around the world trip is hard. Just remember that you are not alone. There are people out there who can help people like Nicola who have been there before. And when it comes to travel, anything is possible. And Nicola would love to hear what your anything is and help make it a reality. Nicola Cook, really appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the rest of your day out there in Spain. And I will be in your neck of the woods in just a few days. Fantastic. Thank you again, Aaron. I've really enjoyed our session. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Well, are you ready to go? Because that's all we have left in this five-part series on Around the World Trips for Families. Tomorrow is the final episode, and tomorrow is the episode in which we go. We go on that Around the World Trip with our family. Don't forget to check out familytravel.org slash radio slash airtreks. That's familytravel.org slash radio slash A-I-R-T-R-E-K-S, familytravel.org slash radio slash airtreks. We're going from dream to reality around the world with our families. The series wraps tomorrow and we'll be back here bright and early. But until then, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio and I am signing off. Family Travel Radio.